Hello and welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He is here. We are locked in. We are ready to go. You guys know the drill by now. Loaded show for you guys, as always. Before, I do want to say thank you once again to Righteous Felon Craft Jerky for sponsoring this week's episode. Please go to RighteousFelon.com. Use our code always, right? All one word for fifth. 15% off all products, guys. Every single product, okay? Mike and I had to go hard at the bargaining table, all right? We, we, we traded offers back and forth with one of those, you know, like in those episodes of Suits where they're trying to make a settlement and mm-hmm. they slide a sticky note across the, the paper and they go, this is a joke. And then they send back something else. You go, we're done here. And then you go, wait, 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 wait. And then they write down their actual offers, the whole nine yards. We just, you know, we, we lit them up in the words of Lewis Lit. But mm-hmm. um, 15% off all Righteous Felon Craft Jerky products at RighteousFelon.com. Please make sure to use our code. Help support the show. Also, please go to I'mAlwaysRightPC.com to get the official I'm Always Right Sports Podcast t-shirt, our legacy shirt, um, and any other sponsorships that are, uh, we are affiliated with. You can find all of our discount codes there. So make sure you guys are doing that and take advantage of that. Um you know, like I said, helps support the show, but more than more than anything else, uh, it helps you guys out. So, really appreciate everything you guys are doing for us. Uh, continue that support. Obviously, make sure to like, subscribe, and all that good stuff. Share us out with all your friends, and if you know of a streaming service we are not on, please let us know. As you know, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Music, we're on Amazon, we're on Google, we're everywhere that you want us to be. Uh, but Mike, we got a load of show for them as always, right? We've got. We got some NFL news. We're talking some 0-2 football teams. We've got some Detroit Tiger news talking about uh, the new newest hire, the newest general manager for the Detroit Tigers. And obviously, we've got a ton of wrestling talk. We've got WWE releases. We've got NXT No Mercy, which is now has one match that's maybe not actually possible anymore. And, of course, we've got AEW Wrestle Dream that we have to preview as well. So lots of stuff coming your way, guys, but let's wait no further. Let's jump right in, Mike. NFL season in full effect week three on on you know on deck here but through two weeks right there's always that statistic mike right is how many teams who start 0-2 can make the playoffs it's around 11 percent 11.7 percent chance to make the playoffs in the last 30 years basically mike so what i thought would be a nice change of pace today you know we always talk about optimism we always talk about you know What's the Lions doing? What are the Seahawks doing? Somehow we always talk about LeBron James, even in football season. It always happens somehow. But today we're talking about 0-2 teams, and we're going to try to give some NFL fans around the world, around the country, some hope for their 0-2 football teams, potentially, (laughs) depending on the situation. Um, I'm going to give you these names, Mike, and I want you to tell me, you know, what, you know, why should you feel optimistic about their chances of making the playoffs or not? And, you know, we're going to kind of go from there. Um, you know, some of these teams, we, we started the year thinking, okay, Super Bowl contender, playoff contender, mm-hmm. um, and maybe not so much. And now it's a bit of a dumpster fire, right? So mm-hmm. let's just go through here. Um, let's go. Let's just start. I don't know. We'll just start here. Uh, our first one, the holders of the number one pick, Bryce Young. The Carolina Panthers 0-2. Hmm. Um, uh, reason for hope for these Carolina Panthers? Is there any hope? Bryce Young's hurt right now, so the Red Rockets starting for them in week three. Um, 
Anything positive to say about the the Carolina Panthers and where they're at? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, you give up a lot to go get Bryce Young, so you know you're gonna. There's gonna be a little bit of a regression there, you mm-hmm. know, potentially. Um, DJ Chark is hurt. That's not shocking, but you know, it's a thing. Yeah. Um, you know, thoughts on them potentially making the playoffs because they're still in a pretty overall weak division. I would say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would say. Very, very little percent chance. Yeah. The problem with their division is, in totality, it's weak. Mm-hmm. But because it's weak, like yeah. all the teams are like they're the only division that has three two and zero teams in the right. division. Isn't that crazy? Tampa Saints and Falcons are all two right. and zero going into week going three. into week three. Right. So it's one of those things where it's like you're the only team, not even one and one. You're zero and two. Right. You're the only team that doesn't have a win. Right. Let alone they're all two and zero and you're zero and two. Right. And so I don't think there's a lot of hope for this season for Carolina. Yep. Um, you know, you were hoping probably just to <clears throat> see um, Bryce Young look good. Yep. And he hasn't looked awesome in these first two games. Right. And I think he's going to sit for a little bit of time here in yep. the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think your best case scenario is he heals up, comes back, and he's, like, available week mm-hmm. seven, eight. And then at the end of the year, when you're kind of, you know, a three, four win team, right. you're kind of, okay, let's throw you out there. We don't have to win these games. Let's just see how you look and get the reps right. for next year. Because right. uh, I do think them and like Atlanta are probably in the best spots in terms of like long term. Long term. Yeah. Both having um, young quarterbacks. I mean, young quarterbacks, really good plot of young talent yeah more on Atlanta's side but yeah. I think Carolina has as well so for sure absolutely. more future stuff than yeah. right now absolutely uh let's go to the next one probably the team that we thought would probably be 0-2 more than any other team the Arizona Cardinals how are we feeling about uh the cards I-, I will say it hasn't been as bad as I thought it was going to be through two weeks yeah should have probably won the Giants game last week um, the first game you know notwithstanding you know I mean you can make the argument that they could be one and one right now right yeah they probably should be one one yeah uh, there's a reason they're zero and two and there's definitely a reason they're going to be zero and three after getting dismantled <laughs> by dallas here um but we're gonna come on the air next week so arizona won, so arizona won. <laughs> they lost the two games they probably should have won and yeah. then won the game they definitely should have lost so right. that sounds like arizona right um yeah that's a tough one um their best hope is that they can tank for Caleb Williams yeah pretty much and hopefully point. that the Texans are also pretty terrible um yeah because if the Texans are um I think they're on the 0 yeah. two list speaking of the Houston Texans let's talk about them right they're 0 two as well right mm-hmm. CJ Stroud is getting there yeah, right he, you know it's, it's 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 a slow burn I think any team with a young quarterback right that was picking at the top of the draft is this is not necessarily unexpected I mm-hmm. guess right um you you, you see the early struggles, right? And every quarterback, there wasn't, a, like, a perfect prospect, right? There wasn't an Andrew Luck coming out. There was, you know, we've even seen guys like Trevor Lawrence who are like, you're not going to get much better than this prospect-wise. And he even struggled early on in his career, right? Now mm-hmm. we're seeing, obviously, the ascension. But, you know, I think for Houston, I think you're the number one reason why you're probably excited is, okay, you got your quarterback, you got a hopefully a premier pass rusher in Will Anderson, mm-hmm. you've got some pieces on the receiving core. It's not, I don't think it's as bleak as it could be considering where they were at maybe just even a year ago. Yeah, no, they're not in a bad spot. I mean, when yeah. we did our roster ranking, they were second in that division in terms right. of roster. Yeah. Um, I think roster-wise they're good. I just think they're playing with a rookie quarterback who 
needs some time to learn how to win games. Rookie quarterback, rookie head coach, right? Yeah, I think you, that's a perfect summary, though, is learning how to win, mm-hmm. right? I think that's a skill that some teams, you know, when you've been around a long, like, you talk about the Andy Reeds of the world, right, where it's like you just know how to win football games, right? Mm-hmm. That is a that is something that's so underrated, I think, in the NFL is every NFL game is close, right? There's very yeah. rarely a blowout, right? So it's it's those situations where, okay, how do we just do just enough to get the victory, right? Mm-hmm. That's all it is. It's just, it's a, you know, it's a war of attrition in so many ways. So learning how to win these football games, learning how to close out football games in the end, I think we can say the same thing about Arizona where, you know, you had a three touchdown lead and you blow it. That's, mm-hmm. you know, that's not, you know, that's something that you have to be able to overcome and learn, hey, how do we close the door? Yeah. Right. Uh, next team. I would say this is probably the worst looking team so far in the end of, in the early stage of the NFL season, and that's Chicago Bears. Mm. I think they've had a really, really rough go of it mm-hmm. on both sides of the ball. Um, I don't think that Justin Fields so far has made the leap that they were anticipating. Mm-hmm. I think they don't have an identity on offense. It very much feels like they're trying to make him into a pocket passer, yeah. but he can't be a pocket passer, mm-hmm. right? And then defensively, I have no idea what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, it just feels very much like there's a lack of identity. There's a lack of want on that football team at times. And I think what's going to wind up happening is everyone's going to get fired. If they don't if they don't pull the nose up, and I'm not saying they got to go on like a six-game win streak, mm-hmm. but if they're not, you know, if they if they start out the season like 0-6, oh, I don't know how they withstand that long term. You had the first pick. You made all these quote unquote major signings and you did all these things. You won the offseason. And if you start out 0 6, 0 7, or something like that, I think it's going to be really hard for Eber Flus to keep his job. You just saw all the, you know, they just saw their defensive coordinator resign due to mm. some weird ass circumstances about like his house getting raided and stuff. I don't know what that's about. But. It just seems like the organization as a whole is in a bit of a disarray, mm. and it feels like Ryan Poles needs to kind of get his shit together, and they need to figure this out quickly because I get it. You're not, you were never going to be a 10-win football team, but I think going from one or two wins to six wins I don't think was a super far ask of them, right? Mm. Second year, right, of Fields being a full-time starter, full-time starter to – you know, it's it's not looking great this early on. Yeah, no, they they need to change the offense to run it through fields more. Yeah, um, like it, I, it's just so confusing why you have this super athletic mobile quarterback mm-hmm. and you're like, make him a pocket passer, right? Like I, they need to switch their system to what they do in Baltimore with Lamar yeah. trying to be successful. Yeah, is do a lot of read options, a lot of RPOs, and you know when you he can make throws. He doesn't read the defense very well, no. but he can make throws if it's like one if it's very simple yeah. and the guys are open. He can he can throw the ball. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's not lack of arm talent. Yeah, it's, it's lack of comprehension of what's reading. going on. That's and why so, if you set it up where he only has one read, it's very easy. So if and they need to incorporate DJ Moore better because they're not yeah. using DJ Moore for like almost anything at all, and he's. By far your best weapon on offense outside of Justin Fields, so you should be designing plays where he's the one read and he's getting open, which they're not doing, and they just need to run Justin Fields more. Yeah, I think the I think the only issue with that plan is it's it's very it's 
because, you know, he got hit a lot, and he's getting sacked a lot still, right? They didn't yeah. really do enough to address the offensive line. I know they drafted the one tackle, right? I get that. But the, as the offensive line as a whole is not very good, he's getting hit way too much, right? So I think it's kind of walking that fine line of making him a runner, mm-hmm. right, and developing that ability to throw the football, right? It's a That's a fine line I think they're walking. Unfortunately, I think what they've done is they said, well, you have to throw the football. You have to be able to beat teams from the pocket. And I agree with that sentiment overall, mm-hmm. but right now you're just trying to see some sort of success to learn how to do that while also being competitive in games. Right now they don't look competitive, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's the biggest kind of thing that I'm seeing from this team is you're taking away what was working for you offensively at least last year, but you weren't winning because of lack of talent. Now you brought in a little more talent and you're still not winning games because you've tried to change everything all at one time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's like changing your golf swing, change your grip, change the way you approach, change this, change that. And you go, well, what's working? What's not? I have no idea. I changed 12 things. Mm -hmm. Um, Shifting to another team, the new England Patriots, Bill Belichick trying to get to that Don Shula record. Uh, Doesn't seem like that's going well. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) You know, they bring in Bill O'Brien. Mac Jones is their guy um, for better, for worse. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what to say about New England. It seems like a team where it's like I can't count them out, but at the same time, it's not looking fantastic. But they're also been in close games. But every game's close. So I don't know. I don't know what to say about New England. They're just like the most generic team possible to me. Yeah, they are. Um, I will say they've played well in their first two weeks. Yeah, they had the unfortunate task of like, all right, you got the Eagles and the Dolphins in your yeah, first two. Two high-powered, two high-powered you know, fast-paced offenses yeah. that don't match up well. And you also play in the AFC where you probably have to look at like 10 wins to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, if the Patriots are in the NFC and had a slightly easier schedule early on, they're probably a much better team and people are looking at them better. Mm-hmm. They're just in a... Yeah. Rough situation in yeah. total. I, I think this ends. is where the Belichick philosophy, sometimes of not necessarily having the best talent, mm-hmm. comes back to bite you in the ass a little bit, mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, it's different when you can do that when you have the best quarterback in football, right? Because that mm-hmm. covers up a lot of things. But when you don't have that and you don't have dynamic playmakers for your quarterback and defensively, you've got a whole bunch of guys that are that are fine, that are solid, but they're not like, holy shit, like top even 10 at their position, probably minus Kyle Duggar, right? Like mm-hmm. everybody else is just like, yeah, he's a solid football player. Sometimes you need somebody who's just better than solid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, where you look at a team like Miami where I think you can see there's a massive drop-off between your starting player and then the next guy. Mm-hmm. They're all full of name value guys, right? Yeah. New England's more like there's not a ton of difference between our one and our twos. Yeah. Uh, another team here. Let's go to, let's stay in the AFC. The Denver Broncos. It, Sean Payton's really enjoying his time there in Denver so far. Yep. Um, Russell Wilson. Oh, here's a, this NFL.com's got a nice little stat here for us. Ready for this? Russell Wilson, the first half, 85.2 completion percentage, four touchdowns, zero interceptions, 149 passer rating. Second half, 56.4 completion percentage, one to one touchdown interception, 69. Uh, passer rating. So clearly a tale of two halves. They look yeah. at two different teams, clearly looking like they can't make adjustments. Thoughts on the Denver Broncos through two weeks? Yeah, Sean Payton in the worst ways. Can <clears throat> I get Russell Wilson out of here? Answer is no. Nope, sure can't. But he wants to in the worst way. Yeah. You can just tell every game he goes, I just don't want this guy to be my quarterback. But yeah. he has to be. You know what, though? I don't feel bad for him. He had, he had his pick of the litter. 
of where he wanted to go. Yeah. I and really, he chose Denver. I really think in the same division with Patrick Mahomes. I was say I think he really was hoping Brandon Staley was gonna get fired and yeah. be like, let me fill in yeah, that one. Right. That one sounds good. Yeah. This one doesn't Why not just good. wait a year? Yeah. Or six weeks until he gets fired. Which speaking of the uh Los Angeles Chargers, let's talk about them. Yeah. They're 0 and 2. Clock is if there's a clock that's ticking, yeah. it's on if that uh, I don't want to be. I don't like my making bombastic remarks on this show. It's not what we do. If they start out zero and three or zero and four, there's a legit chance he gets fired. I do too. Like it's it's yeah. at this point. You've got the second or third highest paid. I don't know now with the Mahomes change. I don't know if that makes a difference. But Burrow's yeah. up there. Yeah. Herbert's right there. He's top five. Let's put it yeah. that way. Top five highest paid quarterback in the league. You've got star started people everywhere. You know, it's not like there's lack of talent on this team. I know Austin Eckler just got hurt, but still, you've got three wide receivers that people would kill for, and you're you're not, you're just not executing. It's yeah. the most, it's like the most dream team sense where it's like, oh man, look at this team. I, anybody wish they had this roster, and you see them play, and you go, this is garbage for yeah. so many levels. They they remind me of like when Kevin Durant was in Brooklyn. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, where it's like, oh my god, look at the talent they have, and yeah. then you go, people are hurt all the time, or they can't play defense, or all that, like whatever stuff comes around. Like the idea of putting all those guys together is yeah. fun, and so in reality, you go, oh, there's no defense being played, and only Kevin Durant can make shots sometimes. Cool, sounds right. good. Right, it's kind of what this Chargers team feels like, where in theory and on paper, it's like, oh, my God, how could they even lose a game with all this talent? Right. And you go, oh, Brandon Staley literally yeah. can't control yeah. the clock. Their defensive scheme is just getting – they're getting shredded. Yeah, their defensive scheme sucks. Yep. They can't control the clock. Yep. Um, Brandon Staley, I, like, I know people – do the whole Dan Campbell going on fourth down thing. Yeah. And eventually, I, I it does get annoying to me too. Yeah. But Brandon Staley was the king of this. Yeah. And the first year he started doing it, right. everyone was like, Brandon Staley, right. way big smarter brain than big brain, smarter than everybody. At one point, it just goes, no, 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 don't go for it on fourth and one on your own 15 in a playoff game. Right. Just don't do it right. because it's stupid. So Yeah, and, um, I, and I think too, right, and it's something we talked about at the beginning of the year, right? Justin Herbert and the offense's inability in big-time situations to close the game out, mm -hmm. right? Go to overtime, go three and out. Like, th those things can't happen, Yeah, right? Um, and that's something I think we need to continue to monitor as well. Okay, you got the money. Now it's time to show up, and you need to start, you know, tacking on some wins here, mm -hmm. and it's not happening just yet. So I'm very interested to kind of see – Obviously, Herbert's not going to get the blame, right? They're still no. scoring a bunch of points, but in, in nut-cutting time, it seems like the offense still kind of runs dry, and they don't have the defense, for whatever reason, mm -hmm. to get a stop. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's kind of like a Her Herbert will, <clears throat> unless something changes, yeah. turn into, and it's everything is layered to the exact T, yeah. will be this decade's Matthew Stafford Absolutely. for the Lions. All the stats, all the arm talent, all the gaudy numbers – can't win. Yeah, he yeah. can't win in big moments. Yep. And he's going up against someone who's an all-timer in the same division. Yep. So yep. he could be 11 and 6, 10 mm -hmm. and 7 years, but it's, oh, Mahomes is 13 and 4. Like right. how Rodgers was always, right. you know, yep. like, oh, the Lions are 11 11 and 5 this year. Oh, right. sorry, but Rodgers is 13 and 3. Right, exactly. What are you going to do? Yeah. Can't like, win. Like, just can't, can't win. win. Yeah. Uh, let's shift to another one team here. The Minnesota Vikings 0 and 2. Um, not for lack of trying, though. I mean, this offense, I mean, Cousins is throwing nothing but, you know, mm -hmm. he's throwing everything. They can't run the ball. I know they just made the trade for Cam Akers, so that maybe that'll help. 
yeah, they they need to go. They need to go into like protect the ball camp because they can't hold on the ball to save their life. No, they've had seven fumbles. Well, and here's the thing, right? It's 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 something that is you know we we I think we skip over it a lot of times in analysis of teams, but their offensive line is terrible. Their offensive line is terrible. Cousins is getting killed back there. He's he's the majority of those fumbles, right? He's you know, it's not even all him, Mm -hmm. right? It's it's that it's this quote unquote oh Brian Flores is just going to solve everything. You don't have any talent on defense. Mm-hmm. You didn't supplement what you had last year. Mm-hmm. Swapping out Byron Murphy, or I mean Pat Pete for Byron Murphy is not the solution, no. right? You you haven't addressed anything defensive line wise. Their defense is still so bad. Um, inability to protect the football, like you said. You have no running game, so there's no balance. J- Listen, Justin Jefferson could put up 2,000 receiving yards this year, mm-hmm. and I won't be shocked. But if you're 7-10, mm-hmm. who gives a shit, yeah. right? It's like when Kelvin broke the record that year, right? They're playing Atlanta. They're getting killed. No one cares. You know what I mean? It's They're turning into what we saw for so many years in Detroit where it's like, hey, you got an explosive offense. You're putting up 35 points a game. But your defense can't stop a damn soul, so you're going to lose a lot of games because you just don't have enough. Because oh, we're throwing everything at the wall. We're the highest scoring team in the league, but we're also the worst defense. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a recipe for disaster. And Cousins is not going to make it through the year if he keeps getting hit at this rate. Mm-hmm. He's not going to make it through the year. Yeah, no way. Uh, last team here, obviously the big one, right? That we're all kind of looking at: Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Joe Burrow having a having a rough go with it. Um, first couple weeks, he's hurt, a little banged up with that calf injury that yeah. apparently was not that big of a deal. Turns out, kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, they started out zero two last year, still made the run. Right? Uh, did they go to the AFC Championship game last year? Yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember if it was divisional or championship mm-hmm. game. Um, you know, Joey B gets that big contract, right? Zach Taylor's realizing he's still not a very good coach. Um, he sucks. Yeah, he's terrible. Um, he's God. You know, and there's going to be some influx for Cincinnati, right? In a lot of ways, this is kind of an all-in year for Cincy, right? Mm. T. Higgins is probably not long for this world after this season, right? Um, your division's not getting any easier, right? Mm. Baltimore's still there. Pittsburgh exists. Um, you know, you're looking at it and you're saying, okay, we started out 0-2 last year. We kind of defied the odds. What Do you have a – I mean, do you think that they're still definitely the favorites to win the division and get there? Do you think that they've kind of put themselves – behind the eight ball enough, but as you know, Baltimore does, Baltimore's going to lose 12 more guys. Dobbins mm-hmm. is already out for the year. That's crazy. It was wild to me. I feel so bad for that dude. I thought, I love JK Dobbins coming out of that draft. Mm-hmm. I thought he was one of the better backs. I would have loved the Lions took him, but I mean, he's played 12 games and mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's on his fifth ACL. So, um, where are you at with Cincinnati Bengals? Cause this is the team, obviously they lose in Cleveland, crappy weather game, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. You write it off. Next game come out, you lose it again in a close one. You're like, Okay, what is happening? Mm-hmm. And now Joe Burrow's hurt. It just seems like everything is like, nope, you're Cincinnati. You're going to stay in Cincinnati. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? In the worst way, they needed to not play Joe Burrow the first two weeks. Really, they didn't. They really just needed and to And they, they, they messed up there, yep. and it might derail their season, yep. unfortunately. Yeah. Because if this is nagging, and he because he, he's not mobile, mm-hmm. but he's not not mobile, if that's the best way of putting yeah, it. Right? He's, he's got sneaky... Pocket awareness, I guess, is the best way yeah, to put it. Yeah, like he can sneak out and run yeah. for six yards if need be, but right. he's not right. running the ball and, in and, design and stuff. And once again, what are they not able to do? 
protect him, mm-hmm. right? They're still not able to protect him consistently. He's getting hit, and your offense has been streaky at best, right? So it's it's a situation of, okay, your defense is playing okay, but for how long, right? Yeah. It's just it's one of those situations, man, where it just seems like, and I think there's a common theme with quite a few of these teams. Maybe that's some of the younger teams like the Houstons of the world, but some of these teams like Minnesota, um, Cincinnati, the Chargers, it seems like there's one position group or one side of the ball that's really just tanking them, mm-hmm. right? And it's kind of been that domino effect for so many teams. If you had to pick, give me two teams out of that whole list that you think can turn it around, and let's say in two weeks from now they're they're sitting at 500. Yeah, uh, Chargers, Okay, I think pretty, I think, I mean, they they play Minnesota in week three. Yeah, So helps. one one of those teams right. are going to be 0-3 and, and probably their season's over. And or, the other one. Or they're 0-2-1 because they both can't. Yeah, or they both can't. <laughs> that would be crazy. Um, I think the Chargers are definitely the team that I would feel the most confident in betting that they make the playoffs still. Okay. okay. Um, Let me ask you this then. Out of all those teams, okay, minus the Chargers, I'm going to say take Cincinnati out too. There's no way they're just going to continue to lose forever. Out of the out of those teams, right? What's the team that remains winless the longest? Oh, Arizona. You still think Arizona? Yeah. Despite the fact they've been close a couple games. Yeah, no, they okay. stink. Okay, all right. There. I mean, here's the thing. It's like, oh, you were close against Washington and the Giants. No, I agree. I'm not saying they. they it's not, I'm not saying it's good. Yeah, I'm just. Saying. I mean, like, but that's yeah. what that, that's like my thing. It's like you're playing the two of the bottom five teams in the NFL, it feels like right now. And, Giants are bad. And you you lost just like straight up to Washington, and then you blew a 20-point point. Like, you're not getting a lot of more of those games handed to you. <laughs> you know, your yeah. next couple weeks, I mean, you got like Dallas, Seattle, the Niners coming yeah. up. Like, there's that's, there's a lot of teams. That's a lot I of could, I could see Houston beating an Indianapolis. Right. I can see right. Denver beating a... <laughs> That was not an intentional. <laughs> that was not an intentional delay. He just went. Oh crap! Wait a minute. What, uh, who, who's what, what is be? the win? Yeah, Denver could probably beat like a Chicago or something. <laughs> they play. But uh, that was funny. I like that. That was good. That was an unintentional. Mike went. Oh shit! Where's Denver's win coming from? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't think of who they played. Sorry. Um, but yeah, no, I just don't. Like, yeah. I'm like, I don't know who you match Arizona versus who. Right, where you're like, okay, oh, they right, there sneak we go. One out. Because I thought the first two weeks would be, oh yeah, they could sneak one of these out. Yeah, right. When we talked about the the week to week thing, we were like, okay, they probably win week one against Washington, yeah. and then it's hard to find a win after that. Right. They didn't win that game, so right. it's now it's like, where, where where where's that win? Yeah, for sure. No, I, I agree with you. No, especially when you have when you because I thought maybe they could split with the Rams or something, but even the Rams look even the better Rams than looks, expected. Yeah, yeah. Good. So I'm like, okay, maybe not because you know Stafford healthy is is a, is a is a bitch to deal with. So yeah, it's it's very interesting. Are you looking up their schedule right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm looking at Arizona. I just okay. want to look. I just want to see when I think they could win a game. Look here. up Arizona and then look up Denver and see. Okay, see sure. the race. Okay. okay, all right. So here's Arizona's. Let okay. me know. Okay. when you think the wind's coming. Okay. All right, home against the Cowboys. Done. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Win there. All right, at the 49ers. No. Home against Cincinnati. No. At the Rams. Mm, no. At Seattle. No. Home against Baltimore. No. At Cleveland. Maybe. Home against the Falcons. Maybe. That's but, kind yeah. of the area. That's, and then yeah. And then you're at Houston. That might yeah. be the area. That's the, that one of those three, four games right there. I think the, the Rams I would like to see. Like, the Rams are like four and two or something mm-hmm. by the time they play. I go, okay, no. But it's a, it's a little shaky for me for yeah. the Rams. So we're talking like November 5th Yikes. is that okay. is that is that Browns game. Yikes. So Denver. 
really quickly. And here. nothing against nothing against Cleveland, by the way, Cleveland fans. I just you just lost your best player, Nick Chubb, and Deshaun Watson's terrible. So. All right, so here we go. This one comes a lot quicker, I okay, think. Okay, okay. All right, so this week they play at the Dolphins, which I, I don't I, think that's I, a win. I'm not confident. They do play at the Bears next week. Oh, yeah, that's a win. I so at Bears, win. home yeah. against the Jets. No. The oh, week actually, after. home against the Jets, I still think they could probably win because they can't score. Yeah, so the Broncos actually might be yeah. two and three after five. Yeah, they could do that. And yeah. then they hit a stretch of, like, Chiefs, Packers, Chiefs, Bills, Vikings, which I don't think they win a lot of those. But <laughs> I do think they can have a decent record out of five weeks. Yeah. No, I, I think that's fair. Yeah. Okay. So not as bad as Denver, as I thought for Denver. But yeah, probably Arizona. I agree with you on that. Um, yeah. Let's shift focus a little bit. Then let's let's talk let's talk baseball, Mike. We haven't talked baseball What's in a baseball? minute. I don't I don't know. It's something that we're forced to talk about sometimes. I guess. Um, you know, the Tigers make a hire. Jeff Greenberg is the new general manager for your Detroit Tigers. Um, spent eleven seasons in the Cubs front office and has spent the last 16 months as the associate general manager for the NHL Chicago Blackhawks. Did you say NHL? Yep, sure did. Um, and, you know, here's the thing. He's got a lot of baseball experience, right? Rose to associate GM or something like that for Chicago. All that good stuff, right? For the Cubs, not the Blackhawks. Um, but this is really, I think, what's interesting about this, and, and people can laugh, and, yes, it's funny on the surface, right, that they're – I think it was more funny that they hired – that the Blackhawks hired a guy from baseball than we hired a guy from hockey, I guess. But um, the thing that's interesting, right, and the thing that we're noticing kind of a trend here with this new era of Tiger baseball is the emphasis on having, quote-unquote, analytic baseball dudes, if that makes any sense. I love right? my analytic baseball dudes. Seriously, right? Like, when you look at it, you know... Um, you know, he's a law school guy, right? He was the director of baseball operations, director of pro scouting, assistant GM, and associate GM for uh, for the Cubs, right? You know, it's really a it's really one of those things where it's a uh, you know it's they're modernizing what they're doing, right? I think for so long the Tigers were so far behind the eight ball in analytics, how they scout guys, how they evaluate talent, how they you know how they draft, and now you're looking at it where okay. Got Scott Harris, who kind of comes from that, you know, that same thing. And now you've got this Jeff Greenberg guy, went to law school, all that jazz. I find it very fascinating that the Tigers are leaning so heavy now into the analytics side of it, right? Into the data, into just really modernizing, I guess, the way you evaluate talent. I don't know anything about this guy. I don't know if he, you know, he played a quote unquote pivotal role in the Cubs 2016 World Series run. I go, oh great, they were stacked. So I don't really know how much you can say about that. They but were, they were good, good. They were a good team. Um, but I'm I'm really fascinated by the hire in the sense of I'm in in not this and not in this moment, mm-hmm. but like five years from now, right? Yeah. What does the farm system look like? How have these guys that they have drafted progressed, and are they playing at the major league level now, right? Because I think that was such a big thing for Avila for so long was, okay, we draft a guy, and if they weren't number one overall, right, we didn't see them, mm-hmm. right? We weren't seeing some of these guys, and you're just like, who the hell are these? And then the guys that we thought are garbage, and we trade for other guys, and then those guys wind up being stars somewhere else. So it's a lack of being able to effectively evaluate talent at the high school and college level, it's just going to be very fascinating when we talk about these guys in a couple of years mm-hmm. where the entire franchise is at. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think this hire. I think a lot of people freaked out when they saw. Well, because oh, that's the headline. Hockey. That's the yeah. headline, right? Oh, you signed the. You just hired the associate GM for the Chicago Blackhawks, and you go, "I'm very confused." Yeah, I think this totally comes down to, and I know it's really early in his tenure here yeah, yeah. on how much you believe in Scott Harris yes. and his ability to accurately look at people and say, I think this person's good for the job. Right. I think obviously the Brad Holmes for the lions, yeah. you know, he hires a guy like Dan Campbell and everyone goes, all right, that's like your big hire of if this gets turned around, then we will believe in you. And if it doesn't, ugh, well, in fairness, little, Brad Holmes, he didn't hire Dan Campbell. Oh, I know, but yeah. I'm just saying yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a, yeah. Tweets their own thing. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think this is like an important move there. Yeah. And I think, um, like you said, in five years, yeah. we'll see how right, well of, how well they develop. You know, they have some young guys that are playing good baseball right now, too, right? They do, right? They're flirting with 500. They've got their best winning percentage in the division in a long time, which, mm-hmm. say what you will, the division's garbage. But, long story short, they're winning games against you know your division opponents. Um, you still have A.J. Hinch here, right? Maggie's coming off the books, finally, right? We'll talk about Maggie in a future episode. It just seems like, okay, we're really starting to make that trend. We're starting to make that move where, okay, we really have to modernize and get kind of up to speed and change the way we we do things here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fascinated with what they're going to do in free agency. Fascinated with what they're going to do. You know, I'm assuming not much, but I don't know. I don't know what the, I don't know what the plan is, right? Is Erod going to still be here? Is he going to opt out? What the hell are they going to do with Javi Baez and that? abomination of a player. Um, lots of interesting storylines coming in the offseason for your Detroit Tigers. So looking forward to talking about that. All right, let's shift focus a little bit. Let's jump in the squared circle, Mike. Um, lots of stuff going on in the world of professional wrestling. So let's start off with some things not so great. WWE, uh, we, you know, we've, we've kind of talked around the merger, right, with the UFC forming a new company, TKO, right? They are officially owned by Endeavor. Um, it's uh you know it's a it's a weird day when you think about it when, um, you know Vince McMahon no longer the majority owner of WWE that's kind of crazy right when you really think about it, um, you know it's kind of a weird situation and with that we saw a bunch of layoffs with, uh, corporate people right you know marketing and that kind of stuff we saw some you know chief financial officers and stuff leave, um, and then all of a sudden the roster cuts came. And, you know, we had some not so much, you know, all that shocking. Some of these people I've never actually heard of. Um, and then there was others where you go, holy crap, okay, that's kind of crazy. Um, just to start off here, right, we've got, well, I'll just go through the whole list first, I guess, and then we'll kind of summarize through that. So Dolph Ziggler, Mustafa Ali, Shelton Benjamin, Elias, Emma, uh, Aaliyah, Top Dalla, um, Mad Cat Moss, Rick Boogs, Mace and Mansoor. Um, I know. I'm sorry, Mike. It's okay. Don't get emotional about those guys. I know you're missing the time out. Uh, Shanky, Dabakato, Dana Brooke, Quincy Elliott, Yulia Leon, sure. Uh, Eichmann, Jiro, Bryson, Montana, you know, the famous. Uh, Brooklyn Barlow. I really like him. Yeah. And Matt Riddle. Uh, and I think that's it. So, I, think, I think there's, like, one more coming today yeah. is what reports are saying. Um, so long story short, right, I think the big ones, obviously, right, the, I think the two biggest ones, obviously, Matt Riddle mm-hmm. getting released. Um, you know, I think it's one of those situations where I think he's got some off the off the beaten path problems going on still a little bit, and I don't think he necessarily had. I, I think when he came back, 
the momentum was lost a little bit, you know, from where he was with the tag team with Ruth Orton and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a bit shocker. I think the biggest one for me, honestly, was Dolph Ziggler. That one actually surprised me because Dolph been there for so long, over 1,500 matches, former two-time world champion, all that good stuff. That was the one where I was like, wow, okay. Clearly, you know, probably a money-saving thing for sure. Hadn't been used in a hot minute. Um, but the question I want to ask you, Mike, is Dolph now going to potentially, I'm assuming the independence. I don't know if AEW is in his future, if New Japan's in his future, what the plan is, right? What? Where do you see Dolph Ziggler popping up? Or should I say Nick Nemeth, as his actual real name is? Um, thoughts on, on Dolph getting released? And where do you think his next step is if he decides to continue to wrestle? <clears throat> Um, I actually don't think he's gonna wrestle very much. I think he, I think he's big into the stand-up world now. Yeah, he is doing a lot of stand comedy. I think yep. he's gonna kind of go into that avenue. Yeah. Um, if he were to go somewhere, I don't think he would go to AEW. No. Um, I think he would probably stay. He, in like not, I don't want to be mean in a bad way. Yeah. I feel like he's like an impact guy though. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I just feel like if he goes to AEW, he'd be one of those guys that show up for the week, and it would be like, oh, cool, Dolph Ziggler's here. And then after that, it's like, all right. So, so it's like John Morrison when he came? Yeah, like something like that where yeah. I'm like, like he could do that where it's like you get that one big pop the one time he's right. there. And now you're just like, you And now you're just like, you're just once there. in a while you're on Rampage. I actually think he could legitimately go to Impact and yep. be like what John Morrison was in Impact where yep. I was like, oh, you're an actual guy Star. there and yeah. you could do something there yeah. if you really wanted to wrestle i think like somewhere like there yeah. i would say ring of honor before tony khan got it but now yeah. not ring of honor. i think he could do the matt cardona thing right where he's in ring of honor he's in nwa he's in you know yeah House of Glory, yeah sure and like and sprinkle those, through yeah. the right through the indie scene but i think yeah. like an impact or something yeah sounds better basically i don't think he'd be an aew guy no I I, yeah elsewhere. and honestly i don't know if it's necessarily he'd want to be an aew guy he made a lot of money you mm-hmm. know what i mean he did it's it's not one of, i think his release was definitely more around the fact that it's like look he wasn't looked at as a top guy but he's probably getting top guy money at mm-hmm. this point um i'm fascinated because you know i think he is so underappreciated for so long it was a guy that i felt like at any point in time you could have gotten behind and people would have bought it mm-hmm. um you know, Vince obviously didn't do that for long periods of time. But so I'm I'm interested to see kind of where he goes, what he does. Same thing with Riddle, right? I think Riddle could wind up somewhere, too. I think Riddle could wind up in AEW. I think Riddle ha- would have a better chance winding up in AEW. Yeah, than- but I also don't necessarily think that his outcome would be any different than, like, a Keith Lee. Right? Yeah. I just fair. don't. I just don't. You know, I feel like AEW is like, okay, we got our guys and we got our guys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of where it's at. You see who they kind of are getting behind and who they're not. Yeah, and also with, like, rumors of some of the, the big fish that AEW might be signing in the next couple months here and yeah. bringing in, I feel like guys like a Dolph or a Riddle yeah. will be so second nature. Oh, yeah. If, I'm going to put the big if, because I don't know how accurate it would be, yeah. if, like, the Edges or the mercedes Monets go to AEW, yeah. like, you're like, Mercedes here, also Dolph Ziggler's here. Like, yeah. I feel like that, like, it drops a little in name value. I really hope Edge doesn't go. I really don't. I, I think don't, he will. I don't see what that does for him. I, I don't point. either, but I think it's... It, because it's like... And honestly, what is AEW going to get out of it? Because here's the thing. 
He's never been anywhere else. Yeah. He's never so he's going to come he's going to come in as uh what is his name? Uh, Adam Copeland? No, I was I think they were going to call him by his yeah, you know, I was trying to think of his old ring name way back in the day, but um yeah, like okay, great. He comes back as Adam Copeland. Congratulations. I don't give a shit about Adam Copeland. I care about Edge. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like those are two different things. Like I know Christian Cage just became officially the TNT <laughs> champion now, but it's not like Christian's had this miraculous run there either, yeah. right? And it's like, I don't know what you would accomplish I just, by going. I, I don't know. I think if you had like five matches left, yeah. doing like an Edge and Christian versus FTR thing for the AEW titles, I think it would be pretty awesome. Yeah, maybe. And maybe that's the plan. I don't know. I, I just I just think it's like, man, do you really want to muddy that water where you've never left? So it's like, okay, just end it. If you're going to be, if you want to be done, just yeah. be done, you know, or if you yeah. don't, right? Like, what do you want to do? You know, if it's down to money, then I, I, I don't know. I just, it's just very interesting to me, the edge situation, no. right? You know, if he I goes, know, that's, just the, yeah. that's all the heavy reports oh, yeah, is that he's sure. going him, Mercedes and a couple other big names are kind of thinking about yeah. going over. And I'm like, if you're getting all those game got people yeah. and that's, uh, oh, and then Matt Riddle, I feel like Matt Riddle just gets lost in the weeds when you yeah. get those three or four people incorporated in there. Listen, Mercedes money will be on TV every week for three months when she wins the title. Yeah, and then when she loses the title, she just be off TV. I, I think she'll be on TV a little more than everyone else. But uh, I don't know how much of a draw she is right now, though. I don't know yeah, if she, she didn't do anything for New Japan. Yeah, I was just saying, I don't know what she was doing for New Japan. And then she got hurt right away. Yeah, so a whole lot of nothing. So I don't know. So I, that's a harder. You're you're trying to start up a division, though. That's that's a lot more difficult than walking into something. Yeah, I will say if if she can, if her match quality can be as well as her NXT slash early WWE days were. That she could walk in and be like, oh, give me, you know, mm-hmm. Tony Storm and give me, you know, her car, Sheeta, and all these people. And she just pulls out some bangers in there. Maybe. But. It just feels like every time AEW hires a new talent, you're just like, so they're going to be world champions soon, right? For the women's side. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what it's, it's really your hope, right? Uh, yeah, I'll be interested to kind of see, you know, where some of these guys shake out um, for sure. And say, who knows? Maybe they get brought back, right? We've seen it before. Yeah, they sure. get released, and eight months later, oh, he's back now, mm-hmm. you know, once they kind of get their stuff in order. Um, all right, let's shift focus here. We got two big shows to talk about. We got WWE NXT's No Mercy. No Mercy. And we've got AEW's Wrestle Dream. Wrestle Dream. Wrestle Dream. It's the dream of wrestles, let me tell you. Yeah, do you have those cards pulled up? Yeah. Okay, let's talk Let's talk. No Mercy first. Um, do we want to talk about the fact that they have a sh- match advertised with a guy who's no longer employed by the Yeah, they, they took it off cage match. So, um, <laughs> so Dominic which, Mysterio versus Mustafa Ali, shockingly, is not going not to happen. not going to be on the show because yeah. one of them just got let go. Crazy how that works. Yeah. Weird. Um, how does that work? <laughs> let's see. No mercy. I gotta look up the people in this tournament. I will say the one good thing, I don't watch NXT on a weekly basis. What? But the one cool thing is they kinda they introduced the G one idea yeah. with NXT. Yeah. And it would look pretty awesome. I mean yeah, some of the, the matches were like cup, three minutes. With the Heritage Cup stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder if the, I'm really hoping that was just like a test run to maybe put on the main roster for something. Just please. I doubt please. it. But you know, I doubt it, but dream. like we can hope. They have the rumble for that. To get to that but, like, I was hoping that, show. like, this could be, like, a SummerSlam thing. It could be. Yeah, for sure. I mean, TNA tried it with the Bound for Glory series. That was exactly a ripoff of the G1. It was. Like, and it was, an really exact co- and it was really cool to watch. Yeah. So Agreed. I'm, I'm no, I had no problem with that. Yeah. Um, all right. Trying so to build Crimson. Swing and a miss, but, okay, it's fine. <laughs> you didn't like my boy Crimson? <laughs> the guy, he got hurt where they went, okay, let's pivot to Bobby Roode. <laughs> that worked out much, much better for everybody involved. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, no, this, this, yeah, this Heritage Cup thing was cool, but, yeah. uh, opening, all right, so the only non-title match we got here is yep. we got Braun Breaker taking on Baron Corbin. Ooh, talk about a guy who I thought would get, get released. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Braun Breaker wins. Braun yeah. Breaker with the I do think there. Corbin, though, is actually doing some good work down in NXT, in fairness to him. I thought he had a really nice match with Carmelo Hayes. Yeah. Um, I do think he's better suited there. Where right now, at least help. right now, yeah. When he can be brought in, and like you said, like he, he like if he won the NXT championship, I'd go, okay. I'm not necessarily like, holy shit, surprised, right? Yeah. Like you've got enough oomph behind you with your main roster run where you can – that makes sense. He's still yeah. a big dude, still impactful. And today's is still a sweet finisher. Mm-hmm. There's some stuff there. Hate his ring gear now. Yeah. But. Yeah, I prefer, like, I always feel like when someone has to go <clears throat> back to win it, yeah. I'm always like, NXT's not in a great spot in that division. When, yeah. like, if, like, right. Baron Corbin had to go back and win it because you need to transition to a new person that you haven't right. fully built up yet. Right. Like, I don't love that idea. Right. But... Yeah, I, like I could also see like it when happening. he faced Carmelo Hayes, I go okay. If they go to Corbin here, I'm not going to be like upset. I guess no, I wouldn't be upset. Yeah. I'd just be like, I wish Carmelo Hayes would lose it to the next, next guy, oh, yeah, rising sure. guy. Would yeah. what I would prefer, like like how Braun lost it to Carmelo. I'd right. That's kind of the right the the vein I like it. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we have the NXT Heritage Cup match yeah. here. British rounds rules. Sure. I don't know what that is. I'm going to look it up. It's uh, matches consists of six three-minute rounds with 20-second breaks between each round. Matches are two out of three falls. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Cool. Uh, Noam Dar will take on either Butch or Joe Coffrey. Joe Coffey? Yeah. Joe Coffey. Yeah. Same thing. Um, Which, I, I mean, one, I think we're just hoping it's Butch. Yes. I don't know if it will be. I don't just think based it, I, on... I, I don't know, though. Maybe. I... I it's weird. Main roster talent gets booked weird sometimes in NXT where, like, they're super over and then they just get beat by a guy. So I don't really understand what they're doing there. Um, either way, though, I mean, I don't love Noam Dar being the guy that they're going to have to chase for this. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping whoever wins this mm-hmm. match just, wins, just wins the damn thing. Yeah. Right? Because, like, nothing against Noam Dar. Super popular on the indie scene at one point, right? All that good stuff. I could give you his accolades if you cared, but no one does. So, but it's just it just seems like... If you're going to do this tournament thing for this cup, you're trying to make it a little more prestigious, which I appreciate. I get that. Yeah. Um, I just want there to be somebody who, like, I feel like is, like, a legit dog in there, right? We're like, okay, like, if Pete Dunn wins it or Butch, whatever, you're like, oh, shit, that's a dude. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, the only thing is, I guess I haven't seen a lot of Pete Dunn on the main roster, but yeah. I know he's been working with Sheamus and stuff on the main roster stuff. Yeah. So I was like, if he wins, that means he's going to be more of an angsty guy. Yeah, I right. Love I know. that. I kind of yeah. want. Just He's been doing the, the tag team thing quite a bit too. With, exactly. Uh, whatsoever his name is, the other guy in the brawling brutes. Yeah. Okay. You know, killed Biggie, but it's fine. <laughs> Rich Holland. Yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. You break your leg one time, and you think you can just kill everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> that was a gross leg. Remember that? Yeah. I do. Yuck. Gross. Not a fan. Um, next up, we have an Extreme Rules match. Extreme. For the NXT Women's title. We oh. Got, we got Becky Lynch yeah. defending her newly won title against yeah. Tiffany Stratton. Okay, you are giving me shit on Twitter about watching this match when the title change happened live. Because mm-hmm. I tweeted about it. Yeah, it that was. was a fantastic match. Did you go back and watch it? No. Okay. Well, you should have. Because it was really, really well done. Like... Mm-hmm. Very well done. I was very impressed. It's like, it's, Becky Lynch is so frustrating because when Becky Lynch wants to put her working shoes on and tell a great story, like we saw like in the cage match with Trish and all that good stuff, like 
it's it's really good, you know. And then there's other matches where like it's just her and like Oscar, and you go, "Wow, this is a shit show." Um, this was a great match they had for the NXT Women's Title, like a legitimately like Tiffany Stratton came out as a star from that match, a thousand percent. She her stock went up tenfold losing that match to to, to Becky than it ever would have her winning, like immediately. Stratton is a future women's world champion. And it's not even like a debate at this point. Yeah. She's fantastic. I mean, her in-ring work still has work to go. Mm-hmm. But if she can just sit there and listen and let Becky lead, right? I can only imagine what she could do with a Charlotte, with a Bianca, with a Ripley. She's just so athletic yep. that she it, it kind of compensates for her lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really well done. I don't really know who wins this match. I could see Becky retaining. I could see Tiffany at this point getting the win back because it's an extreme rule. So it's kind of like in that wonky mm-hmm. kind of situation. I just hope they get the time they got on NXT television because it, their match was fantastic. Yeah. I, I kind of took this match on, um, they did it on TV. And then when I heard that they were doing it on pay-per-view, yeah, like, okay, I, I didn't go back. Cause yeah. I was like, you would think the pay-per-view one would be better done than yeah. the TV one. Yeah. So I'm just going to watch the pay-per-view one and yeah. just hope I get everything the out of rules it. rules makes it a little bit wonky. So that's why I'm kind of leaning more Tiffany getting the title back. Yeah, I do think Tiffany wins it back. Yeah. Um, I feel like it would be weird if Becky wins back-to-back and they just yeah. have Tiffany just sitting around NXT. Right. Like, I feel like the only reason if Tiffany loses would be, oh, we're just going to shoot you to the main roster. Right. I don't know if she's ready for the main roster, which is why I think she right. should win it back. Well, especially with Jade Cargill signing with WWE now, too. There's supposedly plans for her just to go right to the main roster which I think is going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm a little worried about that. Yeah, too. I don't know. I think she'd be better off showing up in NXT I think, for at least six months. Well, I think I think it would be cool if Tiffany wins it back, and hold Jay it for Hart. three months or I'd something. I'd like Jade to cost Becky, and then we just spin off into, you know. Oh, that you could work, I mean? too. Yeah. I was kind of in the boat of, like, Tiffany wins it back, holds it for like a month or two, and yeah. then Jay comes in and absolutely just demolishes her. Right. And then right. And now you've established a new dominant, dominant female, dominant female yeah. heel sure. thing. Absolutely. And then, and then yeah. you can have Becky come back and try to fight it off of yeah. her. You can have Tiffany chase for it. Right. Or you can just send Tiffany up in two or three months if you think she's ready. But yeah. I think Jay just being a dominant champion for like six months to a year in NXT, I think would help a lot. I've seen Jade be a dominant champion for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it worked in AEW for it the did. first no, like, it did. It for, for the first sure did. six months or so. Yeah. And everyone was like, she's going to be booked as a star from day one though. 100%. Got the look, got the, you know, everything else about her. She's got a great, she's got a great delivery in her promos, right? It doesn't have to be long, right? But what yeah. she does say, right? It's impactful. Um, she's good enough in ring wise, right? I think I think infusing more talent like her, like a you know, like a Tiffany Stratton in the future mm-hmm. is really gonna help this women's division because you can only pivot to Bianca and Charlotte or Asuka and Charlotte or Asuka and Bianca so Don't many times yeah. before you're like, Okay, we're going on like the fifth SummerSlam in a row. It's Bianca versus Becky name that person. Her, yeah. you, you know what I mean? So yeah. looking forward to that. This should be a really good match though. Yeah, this should be good. Honestly, this main event should be really good too. Absolutely. They, they did they did part one at the yes. last takeover. Fantastic. Absolute banger. Yes. Carmelo Hayes, Ela Dragunov. Uh, this one, legitimately, because they did it the first time, mm-hmm. I, have I, no I have no idea who wins I, this I one. don't know either. I'm I'm still leaning Dragunov, but I, I don't know. I think I'm soured on Carmelo Hayes a little bit because I feel like it's the exact same booking they did with Wesley with the North American where it's just sure. kind of like he just keeps surviving. And I mm-hmm. go, there's got to be a better story than just he just escapes every time. You know what I mean? Like, sure. He doesn't quit. Okay, great. I got that. But, like, what else is there? I don't know. It just... 
it seems like you keep putting these impossible tasks in front of me and he keeps overcoming to the point where I'm like, so he can never be beaten, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, I, I lean Dragunov, one, yeah. because I think Camarillo should just go to the main roster and be in the mid-card there. Yeah. Two, um, I think if he beats Dragunov twice in a row... Then you have to take Dragunov off of NXT TV. He's for a little be, bit, because yeah, he's yeah. got to like right. repackage himself or something, because I'm like, you just lost yeah. twice to the champion. There's Correct. no way you're getting a third one Correct. for no reason. Yeah. And then kind of, not necessarily where Carmelo goes, because there's a whole bunch of people that yeah, yeah. Carmelo can do, but yeah. it's just for the Ela Dragunov part. Like, you can't put him on the main roster after losing twice. Yeah. You can't you know, throw him in any other title picture because, like, oh, you lost that one. Why are we giving you this one? Right, like, right. So I feel like he almost kind of has to win because I think Kamaru can lose and go into any picture he wants or go to the main I roster. I mean, easily they can, and, and if you want to keep Carmelo, right, Trick Williams cost him the title, right? Yeah, they just did that right. split, right, where Trick's trying to be his own guy now, right? He was yeah. in the shadows, and all of a sudden, okay, Trick turns, and now, you know, you've got that story there. Dragunov goes against Braun or whoever the hell. Sure. Right, so I think the show should be pretty solid, all things considered. I, do. Um, I think they will add. So, so on Monday Night Raw, yeah, they have the uh, Dominic <clears throat> Dragon Lee NXT title match mm-hmm. on there. I don't know if they'll just move that to the pay per view, which I feel like they should. Yeah, uh, but if it is going to be a Raw match, or maybe it's um, a quick one where there's a lot of schmas, and then that sets up the sets pay-per-view up the pay per view one. So yeah. I wouldn't. I would expect a North American title match of some sort on the show. Correct. Obviously, we won't know until Agreed. when we review it. That yeah, yeah, there's probably an extra match there, For sure. or and maybe even NXT. 10 Tag team title match that we um, could be on there somewhere too. Yeah, I don't know if there's any story going in with those yeah. necessarily. I haven't seen a lot of uh, the tag titles on NXT. Um, yeah, but I, I imagine there's at least one more because there's only four right now, and I feel like you yeah, got to do at least, five, at least or six. five or six. Yeah, so, for sure, something yeah. more is coming. Absolutely. Uh, all right, let's shift focus. Let's go to AEW's Wrestle Dream. We don't have a ton announced for this show yet. We do have a lot announced do for this we? show. Okay. Like nine Did I miss I must admit. I didn't get to watch any AEW television the last week, so I may have been missing. Yeah. Uh, you probably last heard when there were like four matches. Yes. There's now like eight or nine. Okay. Yeah. So, I've definitely been missing some things. Yeah. All right. So we'll start with the non-title matches okay. with an asterisk. Okay. Because we're going to hit one non-title the main event the show. Okay. Because it's going to main event show. Well, hey, listen. You never know. <laughs> Until Maybe they put it in the middle of the show exactly. for some reason, we all get confused. Yeah. Um, all right. We'll start off here with Adam Page taking on Swerve Strickland, the new one third of the Ring of Honor <laughs> six man titles. Yeah. Adam Page taking on Swerve Strickland, two time ring. Two uh, time, yeah, two time. Yeah. With the Hong Bucks. Um. Yeah. Um, this one's kind of interesting. It's. It, I mean, okay, here's the Swerve thing. needs the win more. Swerve definitely needs to win this. I'm. I, I'm. I want to make a bold statement here. Okay. All right. Bold we statement. we kind of like bold statements. Okay, bold statement coming in here. Okay? okay. And I don't necessarily know what's bold because I think I've said this on the show before. Okay. Okay. Swerve Strickland will be the first African American world champion they have. I believe Swerve Strickland will be the AEW world champion at some point in the next. I'm going to say two years because I don't know how long MJF holds it. Yeah. Right. But. I would say by the end of 2024, I th- I'm pretty sure Swerve is world champion at one point. I I, I think they're I th- I legitimately yeah. think he is a future world champion for them, and mm-hmm. I don't really think unless for whatever reason like he gets the international and holds it for like eight yeah months. forever. Yeah. But like barring that or injury, I can't imagine MJF's going to be holding the title for two years. I just no. don't right. I think that's coming closer to an end than the beginning at this point with MJF's run here. Yeah, I would say he's at least halfway. Right. I mean, I could see him lose, and we've talked about Zanazim, right? Assuming Cole's healthy, I could see him losing it to Cole, for goodness sakes. Anyway, all that to say, I definitely think Strickland's a world champion for them. I would say 
not setting a timetable on yeah. it, just saying he'll probably be the first African American to be world champion. Yeah. Yes. For AEW specifically. Yeah, for AEW specifically. Yeah. I don't really see anyone else. I know that's not a bold statement, but like seriously, like of all like you know, you have the Keith Lees of the world and stuff like that. You know, Scorpio Sky's been a champion, you know, before. Obviously he's not in the world title picture, but I'm just saying he is the one guy that I think is true is is definitely being positioned, right? He's bulked up. The in-ring work is still solid. I think he's over. He's a bad guy. It all just works. He is really, really good, and I think Swerve gets the win here. If he doesn't, I'll actually be a little upset. Low-key. Yeah, I definitely think he should. I think I think Adam Page can lose, and he still does his Ring of Honor six-man stuff with the Hung Bucks, and exactly. it doesn't matter. Exactly. I think this is a, This is set up perfectly for Swerve just beat a former AEW world champion. Yeah. That's the narrative, right? Mm-hmm. A Swerve is fantastic. He's They're positioning him. All right, next up we have the six-man tag team match between Chris Jericho and the Golden Lovers, Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi. They will be taking on the Don Callis family. That's what they're labeled as. Sammy Guevara, Will Ospreay, and Takechka. Yeah, this will be a fun one. Um, this would be one of those absolute banger matches, but yeah. like it doesn't really have any. I like yeah. Kenny's going to take the fall to Sammy or something, right? right. Like that's like what's going to happen, right? To catch my honestly, three for three, just pin Kenny in this one and just kind of be done with it. Yeah, I don't know what the hell's going to with that. Um, I could, you know, I could see Sammy also being in this just to take the fall too, because that's what wrestling does for some stupid sure. reason. Because yeah. he did get the he he got the he took the loss and then he kicked him. Yeah. I could see Guevara beating Jericho here too, yeah. right? Um, I don't love having Osprey positioned as part of the Don Callis family because yeah. they've had no interaction outside yeah, I, of. So I like the idea when he came out for yeah. Forbidden Door, right, right. just to have that extra head game yeah. thing against yeah. Kenny. Like, hey, your old manager, right. he's with me now. Right. Like, I kind of like that. I could even live with Don Callis calling Will to help him with Chris Jericho. Yeah, I can even live with that yeah but like i don't like he's he's united empire he's in new japan like yeah, he's the leader of his own shtick yeah he doesn't need to play second fiddle to Takeshita or don yeah Kallis. like they're they're making well also feel like two very different people yes like new japan he's the leader of his own faction mm-hmm. and is like in control of new japan mm-hmm. and then he comes over to AEW and he's like second or third fiddle yeah. on AEW, yeah, don't, which i that. don't love yeah um match quality is gonna be awesome but match though. quality this will be awesome i'm very interested if they plant the seeds for the Kenny Osprey, probably be. down the line Could at be. Russell Kingdom Absolutely. or something. Yeah. If they if they spread it to maybe Kota Bushi kind of steps in and goes, mm-hmm. Kenny, I got this, and he right. kind of takes the front on Will Osprey, and maybe they yeah. set something up in a November New Japan show or something. Yeah, and no, there's then, a, there's a there's a million branches you could take out of this. Yeah, match, which is exciting. Yeah, right? so I wouldn't say it, it, it match quality and in terms of like the story and setting things up. Mm-hmm. I think this match is really interesting in terms of like importance on the card i don't think it's like yeah, super not very important. high it's, it's chock full of guys but this will be early on in the show just because they need because it'll they, be second or third on the show just because, because they need to get it done because this is a match to set up future stuff that's yeah. what this match is intended to do yeah. right you've got a bunch of names in there you got about three or four matches that are going to come yes. out of this Correct. match directly, i don't really have a winner so. i don't think it matters who the winner is quite frankly not really because i think it's just like you said it's a it's a precursor to more important singles matches going down the road. I think Takesh is another guy. They have really done a nice job of getting quite a few main event dudes. Like at any point, they go, "Oh, now it's your turn." Yeah. Oh, now it's your turn. You know what I mean? So yeah. credit to credit to AEW for that. Yeah. Um, my best guess is Kenny takes a pin versus either Takesh or Osprey. Okay, to set that up, maybe um, Kenny pins Osprey, and maybe and then, yeah, you know and what I mean, then, so he gets the win. 
just you know to set up can... a Wrestle Kingdom thing. I think I think the decision has to go through Kenny Omega. Yeah, sure, I'm with that. Whether win or lose, I think because it's all it's yeah. really the Kenny Omega story. He just right. has like friends and allies going against Don. Yeah, but I feel like it's like the Kenny Omega story. So I think he either does the pin or takes the pin to set up whatever they're going to do after. He's only the 17th after. best wrestler in the world, Mike, so... Yeah, I can't, ima- I can't imagine. That's crazy to me. No, no, he's 25th. Oh, no, Will, he's 25th. Will Ospreay's 17th. <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm sorry. Can yeah. he make his... Yeah, he's, he's in the top quarter of wrestlers. He's in the top quarter of wrestlers in the world. <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> I love it. Insane to me. All right, All right. continue. All right, AEW TBS title match. We got Chris oh. Stanlander taking on Julia Hart, who just beat Sky Blue to... Get yeah, that match. Yeah, okay. saw that. Saw the result. I should didn't actually see the match. Yeah. But uh, Chris Statlander wins. She Next. Does, she does win. Next. You don't beat Jade Cargill twice. I know she's leaving, but you don't beat her twice just to lose to just Julia to lose Hart. Just to lose to Julia Hart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's going to be happen. someone bigger. Um, next up here, we'll go to the um, Ring of Honor World Title slash New Japan World Strong Openweight Title match. Yep. Eddie Kingston will defend against Shibata. This is interesting to me because I I mean I don't love the fact that Shibata has the pure title or whatever it's called. It's yeah, pure, pure right? Title. Pure title, right? Yeah. Um I was thinking open weight front. I'm like, no, that's New Japan. Um yeah. same, Eddie has same, same. Eddie has both of those. Yeah. yeah. No, no. So I was saying I was thinking I was thinking pure championship, but I was in my mind I was like, is it the open weight championship? Like the never mm-hmm. open weight, right? Yeah. But yeah, so Eddie's got the strong open weight and he's got the, the Ring, Ring of Honor World title. Um I don't necessarily think there's a title change here. I can't imagine there where is. he drops it immediately. Kenny, or I mean, uh, Eddie just came out on Twitter. He's like, I got to cancel on my independent bookings because I got I'm working for New Japan Strong. I'm working for AEW and Ring of Honor now. So yeah. it's like I can't. My body can't take the punishment. I got two titles I got to defend, and some of that's a little kayfabe, but also some of it's like probably legitimate. Where he's like, I'm not getting any younger. Yeah, either. And I also think like Shibata being the pure champion, I feel right. like it doesn't. Should yeah, it beat doesn't the world champion exactly. And he just won them, so it'd be weird if like Shibata's like, I'm the world, never open weight, strong, and the pure champion. Is it for both titles? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, they don't love that either. If it was just the New Japan Open right. Weight, strong, I would say yes. I would say there's a decent chance, yeah, right. but it says Ring of Honor World Title slash New Japan Strong Open Weight, yeah, and so having that. both on the line, I just don't think Eddie it's would weird. lose. No, I agree with that. I, really, I honestly, either one, but Ring of Honor specifically. If, if, if he, if the Ring of Honor World Title was just on the line, I, I don't think he wins it. I think if the Strong Open Weight was the only one on the line, I think I'd more lean Shibata because I go, okay, you're the pure champion, Strong Open Weight. You have a relationship with New Japan Strong already. It kind of makes sense, sure. right? But yeah. in this situation, I think Eddie retains. Or there's interference. I mean, I'm sure they'll try to milk another match out of Claudio and him just just because. So. Yeah, that'll be the final battle main event. Don't worry. Yeah, probably. Again. <laughs> okay. I should have just given it to him last time, but it's yeah, fine. that's fine. Um, that a- rain by Claudio was super good, by the way. <laughs> the AEW. Playing third fiddle to Wheeler, <laughs> Yuta, and Moxley over here. Got the AEW TNT title, two out of three falls match. We have Christian Cage, yeah, who's the, the official, actual, the official TNT champion, defending against da 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 Darby Allen. Yeah, because who's the TNT in the TNT division? Darby Allen and that guy for the month. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think one of two things. I think either Luchasaurus turns, goes back, baby, because yep. he kind of teased that tension a little bit on Collision, right? 
Mikey pin Luchasaurus of all things, which I thought mm-hmm. was interesting. Yeah, um, I think I think the two interesting things that came out of that three way was yeah. the pinfall. Yep. And they made hardcore note of this on commentary yeah, yeah. that Luchasaurus picked up the title, and they're like, "That's the first time he touched the title." Yeah. And I felt like they really put over the right. point of like he never really felt like TNT champion, right. and when he was holding it, he was like. I, I am the I, I, could have been the champion. I, I, like, I was I'm, the champion. I am. I was the champion. I was just letting this guy be the champion. Right. Then he gets pinned. I do think there is a strong chance of the swerve yeah. of Luchasaurus right. turning. Right. Um. I don't know if that's post match or in the match. Right. I, it could be a situation where, and I think this would be kind of creative. Quite frankly, is okay because it's two out of three falls. Okay. Darby gets a quick one. Right. Christian steals the second one by cheating. Third one comes out. Luchasaurus choke slams Christian. Cost Darby the match. And now you're. Now you get that feud of okay, Lucha's gonna chase Christian for it, right? Maybe he finally, you know, and then but you have Darby still kind of you don't hurt Darby because he doesn't take the loss, quote unquote, right? Yeah. But he doesn't get the title, and I think that could be something really interesting where you get you keep the title on Christian because I do think he's doing some really good work with the championship. I don't think it's meant more in a long time since this little run here. Um, most of that's because Darby's super over right now, but I digress. I think that'd be kind of an interesting way to skirt around getting a true finish for this match because I think it's cool to be like, hey, it's two out of three falls. Okay, we're going to get a decisive winner. Uh, Maybe not, right? I think that'd be kind of a cool finish. I don't know how you feel about that, but just to kind of keep it on Christian a little bit longer and allow Darby maybe to go do something else while you have then Luchasaurus, and now it's a new dynamic. I guess right with Lucha now yeah. going back to babyface. Yeah, no, I'd be I'd be very interested in in, in that idea. You know? um, I do think Luchasaurus costs, right? Um, costs Christian, and maybe not necessarily the direct loss like you said. Right. Yeah. But I think at the end of the day, I think right. they probably end up splitting. splitting. Right now, it's like well, show. you don't have your guy anymore, and then maybe we get another triple threat. But mm-hmm. now it's a whole it's a new spin on the triple threat, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of different ways they could go about it. Um, I do enjoy that the TNT as least has story behind yes. this idea. Yes, where, that's a great point. Where like even if they do the split and then they do a three way again, say right. it like full gear but now or something. It's a, it's a new thing. But now it's like instead of being two on one though the whole time, yes. it's okay. Now it's actually an open oh, three way where Darby can actually have a chance. And, and actually then he wins overcomes the match. it, and now you're like, okay, now that's his moment. Yeah. So yeah. I think I think there's some good stuff. Uh, actually with the TNT title. Yeah, Even though it's the nice. same people for the last four months, yeah. it's at least has story Correct. and int- intrigue in a it. A thousand percent. Uh, Ring of Honor World Tag Team title match. I feel like they've just been... Either they're waiting for something or they've been butchering this. Because <laughs> there's no way you have better than you, Bebe, Adam Cole, and MJF take on the Righteous of Dutch and Vincent. Ooh. Like, why can't we get to that kingdom tag team match or something yeah. with the story. I don't like, know. What are we waiting I, I for? I don't know. Why is it the Dark Order <laughs> and then the Righteous? You know what's funny? Why isn't, isn't it? Like, and I, and the, the Kingdom have been in both qualifiers and have lost both qualifiers. I, I don't get it. I know. It's one of those situations where I feel like it's it has to happen almost like on the same night or something, or like mm-hmm. Cole wins it and then costs the you know costs the team the title. Something to that. Yeah, I don't know how it happens, but I agree with you. It's like, so at what point does the kingdom just win the titles? But yeah, but well, it's just one of those things. Yeah. It's like it's like you have this story in here. Yeah. It's one of those things where I think they might be waiting too long, yeah. and it might actually start to die out before yeah. the real right. Like I feel like this would be the perfect show to be like, especially because Cole's kind of hurt. Yeah. MGF is banged up. Banged up. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a little bit KV, but I think he actually is probably a little bit banged up from these matches. Well, he's having. worked more in the last six months than he has, has like, ever. ever. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think it. 
this would be like a great moment to be like, all right, they lost the Ring of Honor tag, but they're still friends. Like whatever they had story some miscommunication, where like Cole missed the timing or something, and, you're, yeah. and then you can go back and reference it later and be go, yeah, I didn't miss timing. I knew exactly. Yeah, what I knew I was what he was doing. doing. Yeah. Or like he tweaks the ankle in the match. MJF has to work the match right. himself, Correct. and he loses two on one, yes. which doesn't make you look weak if you lose two on one. Like right. it's just one of those things where I'm like, I feel like this would be the nice moment to do it, yep. but they're gonna wait to like full gear to do it, yep. or Ring of Honor show in December to do it. And I'm like, I think you're just you waiting have too to long. Have the world title match again teed up i yeah. think before they drop them and, and that's the problem is that like you're trying to not just immediately go hey remember that big match we're just gonna do it again yeah so they're trying to like prolong cre- it yeah, creatively get to that path where it makes sense rather than just saying well mjf beat him so what's the problem here yeah. right so it's like there's got to be another re- cole has to do something to prompt the win to get another opportunity i i 100 you know I mean? agree with you yeah. i just like Get on with it. <laughs> yeah, can we just get to it? Because I don't want it to get to the point where... We're milking and we, it and you go, okay, so this is inevitable this now. This is like... And it's yeah. my thing what I've been talking about with the Cody situation. Right. Where I think you're waiting too long. Correct. Where I think when like WrestleMania 40 happens, you're like, I feel like people will be excited. Yeah. But it's not... Like, you'll be like, okay, that was cool. It's more of a sigh of relief rather than a sigh of excitement because you're like, if they don't do it, I don't know what we're doing. Yeah, what, what, yeah, yeah where what are we going? Plan? Yeah, what are we yeah. trying to do here? Correct. That's the same thing with this where I'm like, if you don't do it before full gear. Yeah, I know. I'm just yeah. going to be like, if you wait till next year to try to do this, oh, I'm going to be like, no. you're just waiting too long where I'm like, thank God you finally did it. Yeah. Instead I, of like being happy that it's happening. I will give credit to Tony though. I do think that having the ring of honor tag titles on them, I think is an interesting plot twist in the sense of where it doesn't have to be about the eight. I know it's, I know it's weird coming from me because I do think the AW world championship does at the end of the day need to mean the most, mm-hmm. but I think it's interesting where you can have MGF and Adam Cole still interacting as the tag champs for Ring of Honor, while at the same time it's like, by the way, that's still kind of hanging over here, mm-hmm. but it's not. We're not pushing that button every single week where it's like, well, he wants to be world champion. Okay, well, he does. You know, like all that shit. Where yeah. you're you're keeping them on television and you're kind of distracting the viewer from okay, end goals here about the world title. And you're kind of keeping them, hey, they're still the Ring of Honor tag title. You know, they, they need to defend those. They're, you know, they, they really care about these championships. Yeah. And then at some point when we can come back and round that out where it's like, okay, now we're back to exactly. whatever. So that's been really at night. But I'm agreeing with you. It's like at what point, how it's, – it's so important how they have those dominoes fall, right? Mm-hmm. How do they get to – okay, they, they lose the Ring of Honor tag titles. Does that set up the world title? Do they have that match before they drop the tag straps? Like, what needs to happen in order for it to look where you go, and now we're really off to the races? Because here's the thing. They could carry this for another six months, but it could just be flip-flopped, where now MJF is chasing again as a babyface, and you've got Cole with his whole group of you know peeps. Yeah. It, it's a whole new dynamic. And listen, I'm not. I wouldn't hate that if yeah. Cole won the title, turned heel, and won at full gear, yeah. and now MGF is right. chasing as the face. Right. I, I don't hate the idea of these people being together. Right. I just don't want you to wait. Yeah. Let's progress the story. Yeah. More so that we're we're constantly getting new it's, information. It, it's like where the bloodline is right now. Yeah. Where they're just stagnant. Yeah. Because they're like, we want to get this USO match at Mania. Right. We want to do this maybe mm-hmm. Rock thing or yeah. Cody's when story. Cody or, finally gets traded to SmackDown. Yeah. Or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like the, like. Everything has to happen at the Rumble and at Mania. Right. But right now we're three months away from that. Yeah, right. So we have to just 
sit on our Stall. ass and wait. Yeah. And I think that's what, like, AEW doesn't have that moment of, like, yes. we have to get to this point. Yep. It just feels like they were like, okay, we're, we're naming, like, full gear yep. and, like, revolution right. of these shows that we want to do this at. But it's like, they're too long. Yep. you got to do this sooner. Agreement. Or it's like, I'm just going to be like, when Adam Cole wins the title, I'm going to be like, that was cool. Yeah, right. Agreed. Like, I, I, want, I want it to be like, oh, my God, he did it. But yeah. it's like, uh, yeah, he's yeah, cool. Yeah, it's like, oh, shit, he finally made the turn. What do we? What does this mean? Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I really want to feel something. Yeah, oh, yeah. Absolutely. If you wait too long, I'm just yeah. gonna be like, oh, whatever. I'm fascinated how they can get back to them. I I don't. Here's the thing: is it weird of me to say I don't want it to be? Well, Cole costs the team the tag titles against the Kingdom, and that's how he gets a world title match. I feel like I don't want that to be the way that gets there. Wait, wait. So, so like, so they have a match with the Kingdom, right? Say yeah. next month, right? Okay. And he like Cole throws- super kicks. He kicks. He kicks. MJ, super kicks MJF. Right, and they've firmly established this is the new group, and that's how he gets. The I title don't want match. that at all. I don't want that at all. I no. would like it to be during that world title. He's earned it some other way, and that's how. You know Realistically, I, mean? I think the 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 picture book way to do it, yeah. and I believe in my heart of hearts, this is how they will do it. Okay, is I don't like all the precursor stuff, whatever. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, they're gonna have that exact same shot of all all yeah. all in. Yeah, yeah. When Cole stayed there with the belt, yep. and he goes, I'm not going to do it, and throws the belt away, right. and then MGF counters and wins the match. They're going to have the exact same, in the same corner, right. same everything, and and Cole's going to go, fuck it, I'm hitting you with it. And right. he hits him with the belt and pins Beats him. him. Yeah. That's exactly how it's got to happen. Right. Or is I'm like, what are we doing? Right. I don't like all the tag stuff, all that, whatever, yeah. but I th- he has to hit him with the title. The thing that MGF cares about the most yeah. to beat him. Yeah. I think it's how Cole should win this. Yeah. I also think Cole should be the one to do it. I do if too. at the end of all this, MJF just beats Cole another time and is just world champion now, yeah. I think we'll also be kind of stupid. Well, yeah, because at this point, it's like, why why, why do, do why all do this? this? What's the point of the kingdom being involved, right? What's the point of them being... The ta- like it, yeah. At some point, he's got to beat him. And I, and I think with our future future prediction yeah. of Kenny Omega kind of falling off and then yeah. getting back Coming on the back. wagon. I think of Cole's world champion with his kingdom and you go, I'm Kenny Omega. I got my yeah. elite with me. Oh, yeah. And there's there's yes. the there's the blood and guts, yeah. the stadium stampedes of oh, yeah. kingdom versus yes. the elite. Yes. I think yeah. everyone is four on. on four, that would be fantastic, right? Where you're just like, okay, now yeah. it's a whole nother level. And that's what we thought we were gonna get like when three they years first ago. debuted. It was like, oh, Kenny and Cole, and then Cole joined them, and I went, Okay, I guess, right? And then Cole got hurt. So you're just like, and Kenny got hurt. So yeah. you're, you're like, you're waiting for that, but like that would be it's, there's fantastic. potential that it could show up when Cole wins his title next year, I and I think it would be awesome. I agree, a thousand so. percent. Agreed. Okay, let's keep going on the show. But. Oh yeah, the show. <laughs> the, there's actually a show still. That's crazy. All right, AEW World Tag Team Number One Contendership Four Way Match. Good lord, which that will, was a mouthful. Yeah, it was a mouthful. I am not optimistic about this. Okay, the people in this aren't bad. Okay, I'm not optimistic. Um, so we got Hook and Orange Cassidy. As a new team, we uh-huh. got the Young Bucks. Okay, we got the Lucha Bros, and we got the Guns. So tell me, this is going to set up FTR and Young Bucks again? I don't know if I want that. I don't know if I want that either. I would much rather for the Lucha Bros here. But I think so. But now that Phoenix is, is the international, international champion by I default, <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know if they're going to win this. And they're yeah. the only two in this in this grouping that I would want to see. I that? wouldn't be shocked if Hook and Orange Cassidy won. I wouldn't be there. Yeah, I think the guns are the only one where I'm like, if that happens, I go, well, I don't know what we're doing, but this is dumb. Um, yeah. But I yeah. just feel like... Don't with, love this with these With these four people, yeah. I feel like it's like, okay, so Young Bucks, 
And in that sense, I don't know if I want Young Bucks and FTR again. again. Right. Yeah. Just it because seems too soon. First it feels off. too soon. Yeah. And just like their last encounter wasn't Great. really what everyone wanted. Right. And I'm like, I don't yeah. know if you can do over in a lesser crowd right. and get yeah. over better. I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say Hook and Orange Cassidy win that one. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be shots. I'm going to go Lucha Bros because yeah. I think Lucha I mean, Bros and FTR Lucha would be Bros. way more fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I. Yeah, it's not there just wasn't a team there that I was like, oh, here we go. Yeah. I don't know. Wasn't super excited. IFTR's run low key has not been the greatest. They've had a really good they had a really good match with Bullet Club Gold. Yeah. Uh, so Bucks match was fine. So what happened was, in my opinion, they started off strong yeah. with that Bullet Club Gold mm-hmm. stuff. And then the Elite was or the, the Young Bucks was fine. Now they're getting into open challenge territory, mm-hmm. and that's not where they yeah. should be. When they're facing teams that no one gives a shit about. Exactly. Either. Like they're like, we want to give opportunity to the young teams. Yeah, the workhorse. So all the workhorsemen and the Samoan something somethings yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And I'm just or the steambusters or whatever they are. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I, why you literally just beat Bullet Cup Gold yeah. and you beat the Young Bucks. How are these young teams that have never wrestled on TV before gonna yeah. beat you now? And how are they getting a title shot? Yeah. Well, through open challenge. No, I know. It's just like, okay. Yeah. Um, so next up, a match that I think will be really good, but have like almost no chance of changing hands, is FTR and Aussie Open. Yes. Could be a really good like, match. I think the match itself will be really good. Yeah. I don't see a world where, no. where yeah. FTR loses. No. Aussie Open solid. lost in four minutes to the to a tag team that's never tag team before. Uh, they're better than you, baby. Yeah, I guess so. But there's no way you beat, like, the top three tag team in the world right now. Yeah, agreed. I just can't see it. Yep. Nothing more to say, really. It'll be good. Yep. And then finally, the uh, I this just has to be the main event in my eyes, I feel like. Not the Ring of Water tag title match. (laughs) That might open the show very well. Um, Brian Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr., I feel like, has to main event the show. Yeah. And Zach Sabre Jr. is going for the uh, IWGP UK, UK title which while is, the team I, while, I, while while television champion. By the way, I don't like that at all. It's like it's stupid. Drop the it? TV title then if you're going to go. Yeah, you know what I mean. But yeah, Brian Danielson, Zach Sabre Jr. We will say it this time. We will say it every single yeah. time <laughs> that Zach Sabre Jr. has a match where you go, man. There's no way this match is awesome. Yeah, right? but it's going to be the greatest match like, ever. That was cool. I am such a fan of Zach Sabre Jr. I've every time I see him, I just go, God, he's just so fucking talented, and it's. In the most obscure, roundabout way that he's talented. It's mm-hmm. not that he's talented where you're like, oh, look at that sweet movie. It was like, how the hell did he just do that? And it, it's it's more of like an inquisitive, like, huh? Yeah, so for all the fans out there that are going to watch this match, yeah. it's going to main event Russell Dream this next Sunday. skinny, weird, flabby guy walking yeah. out there. So when you when they, when they this bell rings, I want you to grab a piece of paper yeah. and just make a counter of all the times you go, how did that happen? Yeah. Because they're going to put some submission holds and counters on each other. Yep. They're going to go, that made no sense, yep. but that was the that coolest was cool. thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It's, it's, if they, if they leave the mat, mm-hmm. I'll be shot. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it's going to be hard hitting. It's going to be classic wrestling. It's going to be just hold for hold, but it's, you're going to get to a point where you really start to feel, and this is why Zach Sabre Jr. is so good, is every match I feel like he's trying to win the match, mm-hmm. right? And I know that's such a weird concept to think about when you talk about professional wrestling where it's like, well, no shit. But, like, seriously, there are moments where you feel like they're not trying to win the match. They're trying to set up for the next spot. Yeah. Zack Sabre Jr. is always trying to 
win the match. Yeah, I think New Japan did the per- uh, he is the perfect person for a 15 minute time limit television champion. Oh, he's yeah. Because for sure. uh, people go into that match and it's like, all right, we only have 15 minutes to beat you and right. he's like, I'm just going to survive and win. Yeah, exactly. Whether it's my I'm time gonna, limit yeah, or lock you up and I'm lock you up and you're yeah. never going right. to get out of it to hit me with anything important. Correct. I think he is awesome in that sense and yes. I think this match is going to be awesome when it probably it's weird cuz like it shouldn't be awesome, yeah. but it's going to be awesome. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem like a headlining like this is the main event of the show yeah but then you go yeah but brian's fantastic and zach saber jr is i still think pretty criminally underrated listen when when those rumors for forbidden door one were out yeah. there I, I people were like listen if that's the only match on the show yeah I'm i'll buy it. the card right just because this match is gonna be so awesome yeah i'll put hey i'm gonna put this one out there it'll be better than him and okada it will be it will be just just because of the style yeah. It's, it's going to be a different change of pace. It's going to be better. Yeah. Just, just based on that. Um, this match is going to be awesome, and it's going to be something where I'm going to – everyone's going to go out there and go – and it's because it's not going to be awesome in the sense of, oh, my God, do you remember that spot? It's not yeah, going to be like it's, that. It, when it's you, all story. It's, it's going to be the complete opposite yeah. of, like, Osprey Omega. Right. No, seriously. <laughs> you think Osprey yeah. Omega is, like, hard-hitting, yeah. big moves, Tiger driver dropping people on their heads? Yeah. This is, like, if they leave the mat, if right. they go to yeah. the – First rope up. Right. I'll You're be like, shocked. Oh, okay. I'll be like, why are they going there? Right. Like, yeah. keep out on the mat. You like, don't belong there. Yeah. It, it's like the ultimate pure rules match without being a pure rules match. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, really a thousand percent. Um, yeah, it's going to be really good. I'm really looking forward to this card. It's an underrated card. It, um, it feels a lot like All Out was. Yeah. Where it was like, yeah. there's not a lot of star studded matches, but, but the end. But they're leaning on story. Yeah. And I love that. And at the end of the day, we're going to like come back in two weeks when we review this card and go, yep. yeah. So that was probably like a B plus card. Yeah. Because it's going to be story. It's going to be heavy story. Heavy We're story. Feel progression. Good in ring action. And exactly. that is what it is. That's what AEW does. Thousand percent. All right. That's going to be it for this week's show. Next week, we're going to be uh, reviewing WWE No Mercy. Um, I'm sure we'll probably, we may do a Lions check-in next week as well, or we may wait another week, depending. Uh, no, we should probably do it next week, because they play Thursday. Oh, yeah, good call. That's a perfect time to do it. Yep. Uh, we'll do a Lions check-in for sure. Uh, may hit on the Miguel Cabrera stuff as well. Lots of stuff coming your way, guys, though. But on behalf of the Missing Whale Man, he is the Merkso Mike Merkel. I am the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Medeca. We will see you guys, as always, next time. <laughs>